And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm here, so <laughs> I'm Shea Good Sugs in and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have I didn't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me okay. to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like Howdy. I'm a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Good. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? <laughs> Vava? This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. And the Thunder, I mean, the, the first triggered emergency pod of the season. The Thunder come back to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. 108 to 105 in Cleveland. The Thunder were down. We're so back. We are so back. I've got the L man. I've got I've got Al with me. The Thunder were down 10 with 237 left. Win probability of like 95 plus percent. Somebody had it in here in the chat. Um, it it seemed impossible. I'm sitting there watching it with my family. My kids are like, yeah, this is over. Like this is this is over. I'm like, just hang in, guys. I still got some time. And honestly, there's Tayshawn's with us, too. Um, uh, oh, the, my God. We are so back. <laughs> we are so back. <laughs> we, are we are so back. We are so back. I will say, the thing that really got this thing going, I mean, Shay, Shay obviously made, made a three. Lou Dort made a three. And then Mark challenged the block Yeah, that was... And it was an amazing block from Chet, but it was like a block assist from Mark to Chet, because if he doesn't challenge that, and he's just like, "All right, maybe Evan Mobley will miss," and like Evan makes, I mean, that shifted a lot of momentum because the Cavs were really frustrated throughout a lot of the second half, and that was one of the tipping points. And then obviously, man, just gutsy three point shots from Shea, J Dub, and then Chet just pulled up. At the time, I mean, it it was, and he pulled up so fast that I was like, I don't know if this is such a good idea. And he (laughs) switched it. And I I believe that's what tied the game at 102. Yes. And then, and then Lugans Dort did his, his Dorsch's drive. And you were just like, oh no. Oh no. Is this our best option? Could this possibly be the best thing for our team? And it was. <laughs> he made the shot for them to go up 104-102 in the 
in just what felt like the blink of an eye. Because the Thunder offense had stagnated to just about nothing for what felt like forever. And then suddenly, Cleveland just absolutely goes in the tubes. And the Thunder are just making everything. And just they came back to win just an improbable game. I, I don't even... I don't know, man. This was crazy. Al, g- give me some of your thoughts. Um, I just love how many guys contributed down the stretch. Like it, yeah. it really wasn't a Shea takeover. I mean, Shea was great. He was incredible in this game. But it really was every single guy on the court. I mean, you mentioned those four threes in a row, all by different guys. Like Dort, SGA, J-Dub, and then Chet. And then Dort with the, with, with that driving floater jump shot, it says here. <laughs> God, that was insane. (laughs) Like, as he was deciding, I was like, you know what? This kind of makes sense because he does have a lot of room. Like, there is a path to the basket here. But that was a really tough finish for Dort. It was. Dort Dort was incredible tonight, not only as a defender, but offensively, J-Dub and Giddy were pretty brutal throughout most of the night. Yeah. And they just couldn't make anything. They couldn't get in the couldn't get in the lane. I, it felt like the Cavs had like a billion steals because the Thunder just couldn't get into the teeth of the defense ever. Uh, let's see, they had ten steals. It just it felt like they had twenty because the Thunder couldn't get there. And Dort was one of the best players tonight. Twenty five points, six boards, two assists, a steal, a block, only one turnover. He did have the five fouls that took him out of the game there a little bit at the end, but. 25 points on 13 shots. Like, this has to be yeah. one of Dort's best games. <laughs> what was his uh, plus minus? Minus six. Minus six. <laughs> All right, baby. But you know what? He was probably minus 12 until the end of that game. That, uh, I, I, st- I, mean, I, can't, I just still just can't believe they won that game. I thought it was over. Yeah, and, I and, can't and the Cavs actually played like it was over, too. With the 237 left, they're up 10. They played well, every, like it was over. Every one of those threes felt like one of those late game situations where it's like, just give it to him. Like who cares? Like even right. if they make it, what's going to happen? Right. They would have to hit three more in a row. <laughs> you know? And so like, no, as they were happening, like each one just progressively got like more crazy. And even after they had hit two, I was like, this is cool. But, and then you had that, the, that's when you had the Chet block play, Yeah. which at that point it was a six point game. If he fouls him, you know, Mobley probably makes at least one of two. Yeah. And so they're up seven and, yeah, the game might be over at that point. Well, but- wasn't Chet had seven blocks, which is so dope. He so- was he yeah. Chet was awesome. He he had five blocks at halftime. He just absolutely destroyed Evan Mobley in this game. He was Chet Chet was really good. That three he took though at the end of the game was yeah. just it was so ballsy. It was like he's but just that like, was a that was a moose three. <laughs> That's, that's a moose three. What are we? What's our offense gonna do without moose this year? <laughs> I want to read just some stat lines. I read the Dort one, which is a great one. Shea, 34, 11 boards, four assists, five steals, a block. He did have five turnovers, which feels. I mean, it felt like he had more than that. Honestly, there were a lot of turnovers. Thunder turned over eighteen times in this game. They turned over a lot. Um, he was really good. Chet with 16, 13, 2, 1, and 7. <laughs> just, just absolutely absurd. They didn't get a whole lot from the bench tonight. 
Uh, I thought Casey Wallace was pretty good in his minutes. Nine points, something three or four from the field. And then Joe had a rough night, two of ten from the field. Uh, Mitzich played. He played, played. minutes. He um, did. Hey, but Joe did have one of the kickouts. I think it was the J-Dub. To three. J-Dub. Yeah. yeah. Great play. Wasn't Great play. that play right after the Chet challenge? Yes. Chet I, challenge? I believe that's right. I, believe that's I right. think there was a Chet block, and then uh, we had the ball, and then that was the play coming out of that challenge. I believe that that's correct. That feels right in my brain. Doesn't, doesn't it feel good to just have game two yeah, under this kind of energy? It feels so <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. We're effing back, dude. This feels like even the turnovers, like the 18 turnovers, and then I think we had 15 or 16 last game too. Even that, I'm like, even that feels like the 2010 uh, Thunder. <laughs> I just remember every game back then, like their turnovers were insane and they would win great games like this. Yeah. They, they I mean, just stagnated for so long, though, during the fourth quarter that it just well, felt that's like what was there so was frustrating no way it was going to happen. Yeah. We, we haven't even talked about it yet, but like that first half was incredible. They were really good. Like their defense in that first half. Had me feeling like, oh my god, this team is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like if they play defense like this, who is going to beat them? And they have so many offensive weapons. And I was so pumped going into halftime. And you're thinking, okay, we're getting third quarter thunder coming out. And it felt like Cleveland just like punched them in the mouth like the second they came out of the half. Yeah. And then it just like slowly dwindled away. And then yeah, the offense just stagnated for so long. And that's why you had kind of given up because it wasn't like they were making some furious comeback. They had given up the game. Like yeah. they were the ones that had been so good. Yeah. They, we got 50% from three. But that's. Did we really? So that's two games in a row. It, Again? It's, it's bonkers. <laughs> Listen to this. They scored 29 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 11 of those 29 in the first, in, until two minutes and 25 seconds left in the game. Wow. They had 11 wow. points in the quarter. And then they scored all the rest 18. of the 29. They scored 18 Jeez. points in two, in two minutes and 18 seconds. Dort hit the three uh, with 218 left. And that began the, just wow, the barrage. Was 18 points? It was 18 points. It was a Dort three, a Shea three, the coach's challenge. The Thunder got the ball back on the coach's challenge. J-Dub three, Chet three, drive from Dort. And wow. then J-Dub two free throws. Shay two free throws Shea, game. Two free throws. That's awesome that we can do that. Like, and we're not relying on one player. You know, it's not like, oh, if Russ has an off, we're done. Yeah. Like, Jay. Hi, Jay. What's up, Jay? Somebody hey, wake up, McKelle. Somebody wake up, McKelle, to get the whole. Yeah, what's McKelle's problem? Come on, dude. What is it like? Four yeah, a.m. He, he's <laughs> he's, he's gonna, mad he's, that he's mad that Dort was good. <laughs> he's mad that Dort was face. Oh. Hey, I can't I can't stay long, but I just want like what was more surprising, the victory tonight or the fact that the record that Chet broke was Poku's. <laughs> the, uh, the dude, blocks. I couldn't believe that. When they said Poku had six blocks his rookie year. I was like, what? <laughs> Listen. That's the record he's breaking. That that, that was the that bubble year. year. Like we can't even career. truly confirm if it actually happened. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think there's a record of it really happening. <laughs> 
That's so funny. Man, he, he legitimately could. I mean, I know we've talked about it before in kind of a joking way, but he could get a five by five one day. He yeah. could. It's not out of the realm of Poku. Well, honestly, you could, you could have two five by fives in the same game with Chet and Poku. Whoa. Think yeah. about that. Chet, Chet could do it. I mean, you can imagine. I mean, he, he got to five blocks like that in this game. Yeah. And the assist part, because I, I jokingly mentioned a quadruple double, but the assist part, he, it doesn't seem like that's the most natural part of his game right now. But man, he was special tonight. And what a, I yeah. mean, this, that was a stupid win. So, what happened for you to get the emergency pot? I forget which one of the 25 scenarios it had to be. I mean, the scenario oh. where we're down 10 with 218 <laughs> left. And no, the scenario was that we learned that Poku had six blocks. We were like, yeah, we got to have an emergency yeah. pot. Emergency Wait, pot. Poku had six blocks three years ago? Emergency <laughs> pod. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that yeah, was... Yeah, to do that on nine shots. He took nine shots. Nine, nine shots. Yeah. Wow. And he was so dominant. He he was. And I, and I think it's time that we start having the conversation that... Chet is a better prospect slash player than Evan Mobley. Like we just need th- to, we need to start having the conversation. And listen, Evan Mobley was a lot better in the second half, and he had a few really nice scores against Chet. He did. He's obvi- he's obviously very good, but the shooting component, shooting, like that's right. Chet's coming out of the gates as <laughs> apparently like a fifty percent, sixty percent three point shooter, and we know that's not going to hold. But like you're so confident already when he shoots. Whereas Mobley, that's just not really part of his game yet. Yeah. What is uh? Has John Hollinger tweeted about this game yet? This was <laughs> oh, the this Hollinger is the Hollinger Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. This was the Hollinger Bowl. We did the emergency pod. The yeah. problem, the problem with the Hollinger Bowl right now is that the uh, the second best player in the Thunder didn't play tonight. You know, or w- the would be second best player on the Thunder didn't play tonight. So, wait, who was that? Darius Garland or Jared Allen? Jared Allen. Oh, Jared Allen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we should probably should remind ourselves that... You know what? Uh, Shut up, Alex. Missing. Not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. You're not doing this to me yeah, tonight. We didn't, we didn't have Kenrich. Yeah, we didn't That's have right. K-Rich. Or J. Or Poku. He didn't play. No Poku I mean, tonight. To be fair, they didn't really have Giddy or J-Dub for 99% of the game. <laughs> I was going to say, Giddy yeah. had two Giddy points on rough. eight shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was rough. Well, Dub had 14 on 14. Um Shay Shay didn't go to the line until the until garbage time it, until, yeah, until those last two I know yeah, and Shay yeah. and th- that was an interesting part of the game Shay clearly gets fouled in the yeah. like toward the like middle of the fourth quarter yeah that and they, Karis Levert yeah and Max Drews came over and double teamed him and yeah one and Kar- of the two of them definitely Karis fouled. had his like his arm that the official couldn't see in there and clearly got him and. You'd never see Shea that frustrated with officials mm-hmm. ever. He usually just lets it go. He was really mad <laughs> about that one yeah. and like was vocalizing it to the officials. It takes a lot to get Shea there. And yeah, that it was a it was a strangely officiated game, uh, poorly officiated in a lot of ways. I thought. Um, I don't know. That was it was w- it was a frustrating watch in a lot of ways, and I don't like to even mention the officials if if I don't have yeah. to. But it was I thought it was a very poorly officiated game. Well, I was going to say it was a tough whistle for the Thunder all night. 
I mean, even the fact that you have to use a coach's challenge on that chat block, that was like yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. So Shay's not going to the line, which is alert number one. And then you have to use coaches' challenges to get a block, a very clear block. Uh, that's a tough whistle that the Thunder played through all night, and they uh, they won. <laughs> so Chet has just tweeted, at the NBA, please go watch the tape and give me the correct number of blocks. I don't care about stats, but I worked hard AF for those. Good W, Thunder up, lol. <laughs> good, good W, Thunder up, lol needs to be like our sign-off for every podcast. Good W Thunder Up Wall. Dude, we're so back. I love Chet. Chet has brought some energy to this team that is so immediate. You can you can just a little bit of swagger. Yeah. What other post game tweets have we been getting the last like four years? Well, we get Shay, we get Shay vague Instagram posts. But that's not yeah, but that's not it though. Like that I mean those are cool, but like you know. Good, good yeah. W Thunder Up Law is we're not getting that from Shay. I want to ask just a quick question. How hard do you think it is to go? Like, what disadvantage does a team have that this is back to back home openers for other teams? Like, mm-hmm. as much as there are things like obviously Jared Allen, Darius Garland, yeah. you know, the Bulls being the Bulls, all of those things, like, that's just for this team being as young as they are, it's a really impressive thing to go into environments that are going to be pretty naturally higher ramped up and to come out successful twice man that's impressive in and of itself let alone having you know two decent road wins even if it was middle of the season you'd be pretty excited about this but but going into environments that are pretty high energy for the home crowd i don't know that was that's one of those things i was just thinking about how even more impressive it is it's a massive boost because now you look at their schedule and they have six straight home games yeah they are going to be home until November the 9th. Yeah. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot of home games. There's definitely some like really winnable ones, there's some tough ones like they the Thunder's home opener against Denver, Denver is a really tough one. But yeah, I mean they they get to play at home for a while and they get to get comfortable, they get to they get to a chance to practice a little bit because they are home, don't have any travel days. So uh it's very exciting. That Hopefully was, they can get Jay Will and Kenrich healthy. Yeah, I mean, th- Jay Will's important against the Nuggets. Yeah, this is also a game where they could have really used at least one of those guys off the bench because, yep. like, the physicality was just completely absent from someone like Usman Jang. Yeah, like, I-, I was going to mention, like, and it feels unfair because, on the one hand, they obviously want to get him on the court, but yeah. the way this team is set up right now, the easiest way to get him on the court is to play him as a big. Yeah. I just don't think he's a big, but on yeah. this team, like who else are you gonna play? He's almost seven feet tall. Yeah, and so I I get why they're putting him in that position, but I I don't like it. I don't I don't think it puts him in the position to succeed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's he's a guy that uh, on offense you notice him when he takes his shots or when he has the ball, right? On defense, you still can't like see his effect on that end of the ball. To me, I just don't he, notice he, he him looks, on the defensive end. When I do notice him, is because he's like out on the perimeter with that crazy length, mm-hmm. like just making a guard's life miserable, like him on the inside trying to stop anyone. Like, I just don't, that's just not his game right now. Maybe yeah. it will become his game, but I just don't think that's his game. Yeah. I mean, the, the rotation off the bench was really interesting because it, the guys that actually played like Lindy played just like very like sparse minutes, but you had 
essentially four guards and Jang off the bench. Yeah. I mean, they played really, really small tonight. I mean, Chet is the only like real big that played in this game tonight. And, and, that was and honestly, like, what was their option? Like Poku or Sar? Like those are the two options. Yeah. You know, Poku, he got a few minutes in that first game, but they probably didn't want to throw him out in a game where, you know, it's coming down to the wire. Um, I guess they could have played Bertans. Again, he's tall, but not a big. Yeah. So yeah. it was basically your option was Sar, probably. <laughs> and and I, I understand why they, they decided not to go down that route. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, it was it was fine. I, I think, I mean, obviously they won the game. They made the, the best decisions that they could for the team. And their best players are guards too. Like, Kaysom Wallace yeah. is, like, showing himself to be one of their better players. Um, Vava had some interesting minutes. He started his uh, Thunder career with two turnovers. One, like, a travel, and then he threw the ball away. Uh, trying to, like, thread the needle to to Jang, who just clearly did not have any interest in having the ball. Um, and then he made a three, and that was cool. And that was really just about it for him. I thought Aaron Wiggins played good defense down the stretch for them. He was somebody that they had in toward the end of the game. I thought he played really well. Isaiah Joe struggled to shoot it. He was only one of seven from three. But like you said, like that kickout pass, just like starting to do all the little things. This is kind of what I was talking about after game one. I was like, man, I was kind of impressed with Isaiah Joe because he can really do a lot more. And he played the well, most off the bench in 22 minutes. I, I, I think he's starting to solidify himself as like one of like the Thunder guys. No, I think that's actually a really good sign because if he was just a player like Duncan Robinson, mm-hmm. if he's not hitting his shots, like you just pull him off the court. Like yeah. that's what Miami mm-hmm. did all of last year. Once Duncan Robinson couldn't hit threes anymore, like he really didn't serve any value to Miami. Mm-hmm. Whereas I still feel like Isaiah Joe can contribute even when his shot's not falling, and you trust the shot enough that you feel like it's eventually going to come back. Yeah. Even if it's not yeah. within the same game. Like, I, I'm, they're going to throw him out next game, and, and he'll probably hit some threes. Yeah. Yeah. Just unbelievable game. Yeah. The bench, the bench was mostly not great. Shea was unreal. Shea had 26 shots tonight, 34 on 26 shots. Didn't get to the free throw line much. A lot of that is like Cleveland plays great defense, and the officials I thought were just like flat out bad tonight but but it's it is weird though it is an early season trend he's had seven free throw attempts through two games yeah after averaging like whatever like double digits right last year yeah he had 10 average 10 per game last year i i I think we'll obviously see that go up shay's defense is something that i think has improved that the block that he had on donovan mitchell to end the third quarter yeah. It was just absurd. Like, he's like a weak side shot blocker. Like, what in the world is going on here? He he was absurd in this one. Shea was the best player on the floor. I know Mitchell Mitchell was really good, too. Like, I don't want to discount Mitchell. He had 43 points, eight boards, five assists, three steals, two blocks. He was, hey, who was the third best player on the floor, though? Third best Dort. Dort. Oh, I was going to say Chet, but yeah, I guess. I guess. Dort or oh, Chet. Oh, yeah, no, no, Chet. Chet probably. <laughs> Dort was awesome. Dort was so good in this game. (laughs) He was. This is the night where the Dort fans stand up. This is the night where we we punish McKellie. We tell McKellie, this is why this is why they paid Dort. Like this is why. Lean in, everybody. Like, People can't what, see uh, on YouTube, but McKelly is actually in the waiting room. We're just not bringing him we're not, on to we're the no, screen. No, McKelly. You don't want to hear no, it, McKelly. No, McKelly. <laughs> you may not enter the pod. 
because <laughs> Dort was great, man. Down to Dort. That's right. We got Penny in the chat. Down to Dort. He was Down great. to Dort, dude. I th- Dort had a three at the top of the uh, arc, too, with yeah. about three minutes left, something yeah. like that, that I thought, okay, I will admit this, too. Early in the fourth, when I saw Dort had 23 points or whatever, yeah, I was like, oh, that's never a good sign. <laughs> if Dort has 23 points, that usually means the other guys are not playing well, which was true at that point, right? Giddy and J-Dub were not playing well. <laughs> and I was like, dang, this isn't good if Dort has 23 points. But uh, you know what? I was wrong. Dort th- was great. That drive Dort was where they great. Were, he finished out the game. The, that drive when they were tied and, I, yeah. and Dort was headed to the hoop. I thought, oh no, yeah, like this, because <laughs> you could see the guys he could kick it out to. Yes, there were options, but yeah. in Dort's mind, there's only one option: get to no the hoop. And he, well, that's he finished his shots around the rim tonight. He he did well, nine of thirteen. All the credit to Dort. I thought I thought he was awesome defensively. He was great offensively. They really really needed him tonight. Because of the lack of production from Gideon J Dub, they needed him so badly throughout the night, and he delivered. This is this is the Dort game. Shout out to Dort. Did he block that uh, Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, he blocked jumper? that Donovan Mitchell he jumper. He did block yeah. it. I mean, unless I Donovan Mitchell just missed it, it so not. badly, I mean, it didn't. It didn't get to the. Didn't even get close to the rim. He had to. Have blocked yeah, it. I think he he had to have tipped it or something. Yeah, and then Chet grabbed the ball. Man. That was yeah. just incredible. Just what a, an absurd game. What what else? What else do we notice from this? Um, I mean, I kind of want to go back to J Dub and Giddy because, I mean, we, we can talk about how bad they were, but for this team to survive that, to be able to survive that, oh, yeah. I think is is pretty notable. Um, because it did feel, you know, even last year, it kind of like you had to have multiple guys having good games. Yeah. to feel confident about a win. And those two guys, I mean they were they were re- they were really bad for most of that game. 5 of 22 um, you, for them. And 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 with Giddy like man, the floater thing is is tough because he's good at floaters. Mm-hmm. Like he is good. But he's said it. Like he he lets the defense settle when he, when he just takes those shots. Like he doesn't make them commit or anything and that's kind of the reason why he hasn't been getting the line a lot. And so every time I see him take those floaters, and, and, and it wasn't obviously going down tonight, I'm just like, man, I wish you would just go in stronger. And then there was another play, I think it ended in a turnover, where he just drove all the way to the rim and then got like stonewalled and was just kind of spinning around, not knowing what to do, and then having to pass out. I, I thought he had a pretty disappointing game, but he did. they were still able to survive it. Yeah. That's a good point. And I thought Giddy was getting the shots that he normally gets at the beginning of the game, and they were just rimming out. And some of them are they're, they're such difficult shots because they are like long range bank shots. And when you know, like he's running full speed, like there's they're floating s- it up, such challenging shots. And I, I don't, and I all the time when they go in, they go and they seem to go in a lot. I was just like, man. I like I get it. Like these are tough shots. These are like really high degree of difficulty shots. This this will be one of Giddy's worst shooting games of the season. One he just didn't take that many, and then he just missed almost every shot that he took. And still, they trust him to be in there at the end of the game. 
they sub they sub him in like just uh, for inbounds passes there in the first in the first <laughs> half. Like he's he's just yeah, such an absurdly smart player that you have to just continue to keep him in the game. Yeah, we're talking about how bad of a game he had. He also had like two of the highlight passes of the game, like both of those inbounds. Yeah, I think one was to Shea, one was to Isaiah Joe, maybe. Yes. Both incredible passes. Yeah, yeah, he still had six boards, six assists, but obviously not the greatest game from him. But yeah, I mean, it was all on Shea and Chet, and then Dort. Like those three were incredible, and then J Dub started to catch fire a little bit, and then. Hit those clutch free throws, too. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on you, especially after battling back. And then you're at the line, and you're playing the free throw game now. And if you miss these, you have Donovan Mitchell that is going to get the ball. And how many clutch shots have we seen from Donovan Mitchell, you know, throughout his career? So many clutch shots from him. And so, like, for Dub to have the clutch three that people are mentioning in the chat... And then plus the clutch free throws. Like that, that was big time. Like all those guys that hit the clutch free throws. And then it was just cool to see it be a variety of guys, like you said, down the stretch that hit those clutch threes. It wasn't just, like you said, Shea just hitting like five threes in a row, but it was everybody had their turn to hit a clutch three. It just was so much fun. I mean, you had Dort, Shea, J Dub, Chet. Was like the the threes, and it and it's funny because a lot of times you watch games like this and they're down ten. You're like, well, if we get a stop, and then if we just just bomb threes and get more stops and just keep like bombing threes, then like we can get back in this game. And it just never ever happens, except for tonight. And it was just incredible to watch. And I still kind of can't believe that it happened. <laughs> just- Andrew, would you like to uh, stay on the line until the Rockets lose? Uh yeah, I would love to. Oh, you yeah. know what happened in that game? I've not I've not been monitoring that game at all. So Wembenyama hit the game tying shot at the end of the fourth quarter wow. to send it to overtime. Wow. And now now the Spurs are up by four with twenty seconds left. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at the Man. box right now. Like Shangun had has had himself a game. Twenty five, fourteen yeah. and seven. Van Vliet twenty four, eight and eleven. Jalen Green, 18 points on 18 shots. Shout out. Um, Shout out. Yeah, this is interesting. Jabari with 13 points on 16 shots. Shout out. Um, Yeah, wow. And they're going to lose to San Antonio in overtime. Wow. What a uh, way. Other thing, other good thing I'm feeling, or other thing I'm feeling good about is uh, all our talk about Detroit, which I was a little nervous about us saying those nice things about Detroit, and they went out and... Uh, Held Charlotte to 99 points. Yeah, they dominated mean, them at the end. They like really dominated the game from the beginning. And yeah. kind of held on to it throughout that one. I was I was I was keeping an eye on that one too out of sheer nervousness. <laughs> yeah, every time we record on Friday, you know, like we're we're going to say something on Slam and Jam. And it's always uh, yeah. like no one really cares. Like no one's ever said anything to us on Twitter. But I still like dread the time when I'm going to say something really oh. nice about a team and then they just go out and oh. look like crap. I've done it multiple times. I've done it so many times. Well, we like completely jinxed the Blazers in every way possible with I the Anthony Simons thing where we we talked him up more than anybody on the show today. Probably did. Yeah. And then he yeah. immediately gets and then he has like surgery. Out for 4 weeks. Yeah, they hear they hear they heard they heard too much like yeah, he needs 
he needs surgery. Um, yeah, Portland's okay, so playing it, right now. Is the game over? Is this game over yet? Uh, no, there's four. Oh, there's 14 seconds left. Now it's a two-point game. Uh-oh. Oh, I might have to turn this on. Um, okay, so next game is Denver. Denver. It's a big one. It's a big game, and it's the home opener. It's a Sunday afternoon game. Okay. Which is weird, and weird things happen on like Sunday afternoon games. Like God, that's that is not a normal time. That that is not like a normal time for NBA players to to be active. There's a lot of naps going on for NBA players typically around two thirty in the afternoon on a Sunday. So I, I mean, I'd say anything can happen. I I mean, they, they certainly didn't look invincible tonight against Memphis. I mean, Derrick no. Rose was <laughs> killing them for parts of that game. Yeah. So. Yeah, they only I won don't know. by four. I, I mean, I, I'm fascinated to see how they attack Jokic. Yeah. Because they do have a big. They have mm-hmm. one big. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to see SAR time? Could be SAR time. Could be SAR time. What about Poku? Um, yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of am interested what's going on with Poku. I mean, obviously, he's healthy enough to play. I wonder if they're going to just like slowly work him back in or if they'll just throw him out there one game and all of a sudden he's playing 15 minutes a night or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It could be interesting. Uh, the the Blazers are only down five to the Magic right now. They're starting Sharp and Henderson, which is what we <laughs> talked about shouldn't happen. And now <laughs> and now they're there uh, dominating with six points and five boards. All right, game's over. The Houston Rockets are 0-2. 0-2, oh, looking good for Houston. 2-0 and oh for the Thunder. This is uh, this is poetry wow. right now. Uh, also Except by- for the fact that we do want that pick. I was going to say, by the way, the, the Rockets need to win some games so that we can get that pick. <laughs> although, although, think about it this way. Everyone says it's a weak draft. Would you rather have a 50% shot at the fifth pick or like pretty much guaranteed like ninth pick? I would rather have a 50% shot at the fifth pick. Okay, well, in that case, let's go. So oh, let's go Houston. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, give me that. Give me give me the... I mean, if the Thunder wound up with the fifth pick in this draft and the Rockets were horrific, like every, every piece of that feels better, right? It would. I mean, it, and it would feel like getting something back from when their pick didn't fall. Yeah. Because them, us getting the ninth pick and them progressing as a franchise is a win-win for both teams. Mm, That's true. I don't want a win-win for both teams. You don't. I want a win-loss, which is them losing, spending all this money, and uh, the Thunder getting the fifth pick. That's what I want. I don't want a win-win. I'm trying to remember. Who did they play? Who was their first game? Oh, the Pel... No. Houston, Who's their first game. Oh, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. yeah. They, so they've lost to third by thirty to Orlando, who who I, we think is a good team. Mm-hmm. And now they got beat by the Spurs, who most people have as you know, like one of like a bottom five team, most likely. Yeah, they're not a great team. They just don't have any guards. They have like zero guards. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Now Houston also has seven. They have seven straight home games because they also had two road games to start. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, this all feels so like definite, you know, like it just yeah. feels like we know something. But the truth is, 
Like there's 80 games left. <laughs> Man, there, there are apparently so many crazy games happening right now. Um, Some, something just happened in the Dallas game. They went up by three with 23 seconds left. Oh, oh wow. Luca hit a 25-foot jump bank shot, whatever wow. that is. <laughs> wow. We also have Toronto-Chicago in overtime with a minute left. Still haven't broke 100. This is like uh, this is like the guys who do playback, except you can't see the screen. Hey, this and neither can we. We're just looking at box scores, updating. <laughs> Maybe this is the future. Tune in for this. this is what we're people, just reading. We're this just is, on GameCast. So people, want. this is this. Houston does have a bunch of home games, but listen to who they play: Golden State, Charlotte, winnable, Sacramento, Sacramento, Lakers, Pelicans, Nuggets. Yeah, that's tough. And then they go on the road. Clippers, Lakers, Warriors. Memphis, Nuggets, Mavs. Nuggets, Lakers, Spurs. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis, Bucks, Cavs. Now we're in like the middle of December. I mean, I guess that's every team. Because like, who who is the team that you're chalking up as an automatic win when you play them at this point? There's just Eastern Conference teams the that Wizards? are not that good. There's 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 much more Eastern Conference teams that are either like mediocre or you know not not good at all. Yeah. But like that's a, that's just really tough. And, and you know Memphis is not good. They play Memphis three times here before December fifteenth. So that those are winnable games because I just don't think Memphis is very good. San Antonio is another winnable game, but they've already lost a winnable game. They've already lost two winnable games really, where I don't think right. Orlando's that good. And San Antonio is not that good either. So, like, losing two winnable games does not feel good. I mean, they've got to beat Charlotte November 1st if they're going to hang in there. But, like, Sacramento is good. The Lakers are good. The Warriors are good. Like, those are all playoff teams is, is kind of my point, is that a majority of the teams that they're going to play here are playoff teams. And that's well, tough. Well, Andrew, um, I think we should close it out. I think there's only one way to close this out. Hmm. Uh, hold on just a second. Let me share my screen. Okay. I think we got to spin until we get the pick. <laughs> Let's spin until we get the fifth pick. So we are on Tankathon. <laughs> Houston has <laughs> the number one odds. We're back on Tankathon, but now for a good reason. Let's spin. Let's see how long it takes. Oh, the first we spin! We got it. The first we spin. We got the fifth pick. Wow. Let's go. Wow. Our how first. How is that? Our, our first emergency pod. Of the season, this was and of course glorious. the Zards get the first pick, and what everyone thinks is like a terrible draft. Oh, perfect! It's, it's this is beautiful. This is this is destiny. Remember this night, Thunder fans. Remember wow. this night. Good W, Thunder up, lol. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.